Hi, I'm Tobias Zimmergren. Welcome to the Tech Talk Show. Throughout this podcast, you'll be able to listen to the latest happenings and updates from the community, along with interviews with industry experts talking about their favorite technologies. This time, I'm going to talk briefly about some of my favorite announcements from the Build Conference and from the virtual SharePoint Summit that happened recently. I've also asked a few of our fellow community members around the world to answer the question about what their key takeaway from building SharePoint Virtual Summit was. And so we'll hear a few words from these guys throughout the show as well. So kicking this off with some of my own favorites from Build around the Azure stuff and then rounding up with the SharePoint stuff, given that more and more things happen in the cloud and I've spent the last few years actually almost exclusively working on these areas, Here's my personal takeaways to keep an eye out for when it comes to the Azure stuff. So Azure Cosmos DB. You know, this is the successor to Document DB if you've ever tried that. Azure Cosmos DB natively supports multiple data models, and that also includes documents like you had in, for example, Document DB, but also key value, graph, and column family. So the core con model of Cosmos DB's database engine is based on something called the ARS or the Atom Record Sequence. So the database engine can translate different data models into the ARS-based data model. And when it's translated to the ARS data model, you can work with it in Cosmos DB, and it's going to take care of that for you. So the core data model of Cosmos DB is natively accessible from dynamically typed programming languages, and that also means you can be exposing it as is, as JSON. Very simple. So it's a very versatile database platform, if you will. And the service also supports uh, popular database APIs for data access and query. Cosmos DB's database engine currently supports Document DB SQL, MongoDB, Azure Tables, and that feature is still in preview, and also a Gremlin, which is also in preview. And I'm very intrigued by this, given that I have a lot of stuff floating around myself in Azure Storage Tables and other various sources relating to what can be done in Cosmos. And I'm very keen on trying out this new Cosmos DB and see how it maps to the current models that I'm using in my projects. So the other cool feature from Azure is called the Azure Snapshot Debugger. Now the Snapshot Debugger takes a snapshot of your in-production Azure app. And when an exception occurs or at other points of interest, it lets you see exactly what went wrong or whatever it is that you want to investigate without actually impacting traffic of your production application. So it's a debugger for your production cloud, if you will. And it's very functional and has its place right up there on my favorite list. So instead of debugging your actual production data when it happens with your production processes, which you could then block, your snapshot is what's going to be debugged. So you snapshot what's in production right now, and then you can fiddle with that data and you can debug the snapshot all you want and an exact replica of what you have in production is gonna be inside of that snapshot. So from a tech point of view, this happens. When your application starts, there's a separate snapshot uploader process that is created to monitor your application for snapshot requests. When a snapshot is requested, a shadow copy, if you will, of the running process is made, and then the shadow process is analyzed and a snapshot is created while the main process actually continues to run and service traffic to users. So the snapshot is then uploaded and you can get application insights along with any PDB files if you want to debug that stuff. Personally, this is a great announcement and something that I'll definitely keep an eye on for sure. The most important reason for that 
I think, is that you can actually, like you did with Visual Studio, before you could attach a process to your production environment in Azure and start debugging it, you can essentially do that, but you're not actually attaching to the production process. You're actually attaching it to a separate snapshot process, if you will, that is a replica of whatever you have in production. So you're not actually intervening with whatever happens in your production process. So that keeps running. So my final Azure announcement that I really liked amongst a lot of them, I mean, there's a long list of things I really liked from the build conference. However, to do a top three list, the Cloud Shell, the Azure Cloud Shell, is something that provides a browser-based shell experience. So you can essentially run CLIs, command line interfaces, for Azure and whatever it is that you normally do through the CLI, you can run that now from the Azure portal. And it really simplifies if you really have to do something quickly and you don't have the tools on your current machine for whatever reason, you can launch portal.azure.com and you're gonna have it right there at your fingertips. You can just launch it. So Microsoft maintains and updates the Cloud Shell on your behalf, which also means you do not need to keep your CLI up to date if you only want to use the Cloud Shell. So it comes with you know, commonly used CLI tools like different shell interpreters, Azure tools, text editors, source control, build tools, container tools, whatever, all kinds of cool stuff. So whatever you are used to working likely already exists in the Cloud Shell as well. And if not, it's probably coming. It also includes language support for popular programming languages like Node.js, .NET, and Python. Also, the Azure CLI or command line interface to is baked into the Cloud Shell. So the Azure CLI 2.0 was announced a while back and has a lot of improvements for working with the stuff you have in Azure. So this means that when you visit your Azure portal and launch the CLI through the new Cloud Shell, you do not have to authenticate, nor do you need to keep up the CLI or keep the CLI up to date. What you see there is always gonna be the latest bits running, or at least the latest tested or released bits running. So one thing that I want to point out here, though, with the, with the bash or the shell that, that you can do stuff in your Azure subscription straight out of the browser, you're already authenticated. So if you're the co-admin or the admin, global admin of your Azure subscription, you're going to have pretty much power to do whatever you want. Please don't go into your production environment and test things out using the, the cloud shell. Use that or do that in your dev-only subscriptions where you can figure things out how they work. Because I imagine there will be some difficulties if we start going into the production environments and start typing commands because there's a new feature there. So use caution. And there we have it. Those are my top three favorite announcements on the Azure side. Now, there's a few things happening on the SharePoint-specific side as well, including two of my favorites, where the first one is the new SharePoint Admin Center. In SharePoint Admin Center, in SharePoint Online, it's finally getting a revamp. For many years, it stayed the same, and Microsoft is finally announcing that they've started or will start rolling out a new Office 365-like UI for the SharePoint Admin Center as well, with a better UI than we currently have. As of this recording, however, my own tenants are still on the old UI, but I can't wait to get started with the new magical experience that is the wonders of SharePoint administration, whatever that means. But I do really like the announcement there, and I did see some screenshots, and Bill Bear 
wrote a blog post in tech communities. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. You can check it out yourself if it hasn't arrived in your own tenants yet. I am hoping, though, that pretty soon we'll see that update in the SharePoint Admin Center. Now, the second thing about SharePoint is actually related to the new capabilities of OneDrive. So Jeff Teeper, a CVP at Microsoft for Office, OneDrive, and the SharePoint teams made an announcement in the blog uh, recently after the event, uh, the SharePoint Virtual Summit, about some new capabilities in OneDrive. So now this is hopefully going to be a big hit for OneDrive as this has been very, very long awaited. Number one here is OneDrive Files on Demand. And with Files on Demand, you can access all the files you have in the cloud without actually downloading them and use the storage space on your device. So all the files you have, even the ones online, can be seen in File Explorer and just works like every other file on the device. And this will be delivered with the Windows 10 Fall Creators Update. And there's been a user voice suggestion since June 2015, which is a long time ago, requesting exactly this, which has more than 25,000 votes. I mean, holy cow, talk about an anticipated feature coming to life. Now, I'm just hoping that the implementation will be as good as the promise. And so there you have it, folks. That's my top five favorites from the recent events of Microsoft, namely the Azure Cosmos DB, the Azure Snapshot Debugger, Azure Cloud Shell, and on the SharePoint side is the new SharePoint Admin Center and the OneDrive's new capabilities. Now, on top of that, we've reached out to a few friends in the community asking about their key takeaways. So here's what some of our friends said. So let's hear what Stefan Bauer, a Microsoft MVP, had to say about the recent announcements. The announcement that has the most impact on my work, actually, are the announcement around the SharePoint framework. For example, in future, we'll see something that is called uh, SharePoint Framework Extensions. This brings a lot of benefits because through this SharePoint Framework Extensions, we will have functionalities like JSLink that we currently have on the classic pages to the modern user experiences pages. Also included in this SharePoint Framework Extensions is the possibility to add a custom header and a custom footer section to any page in SharePoint. This announcement is great because this will help to improve the speed to bring our customers from the classical user experience much faster to the modern user experience. Beside that framework, ex uh, SharePoint framework extensions, another huge announcement from my perspective is that Microsoft is currently working on a Microsoft Graph client for the SharePoint framework because this then let us include in web parts all data from Office 365 in our web parts and the user experience will be more seamless than it is now because currently you get an additional authorization dialogue. From a personal perspective, really huge announcement on Build was the availability or the announcement that Microsoft is currently working on a Fluent design system which will first become available on Windows 10 devices. And I'm really keen to see how this will impact future user interfaces and user interactions as not only on a desktop computer, but on mobile devices and how all this, this new Fluent design 
system will also influence the user experience on our currently web interfaces. So that was Stefan Bauer on the SharePoint Framework Extensions, Microsoft Graph, and Fluent Design System. Next up is some thoughts from Mark Rackley, another SharePoint MVP. So looking back at Build 2017 and the virtual SharePoint Summit, I would have to say the announcement that most impacts me would be the announcements about the enhancements to the SharePoint framework, uh, specifically field customizers and custom actions. You know, bringing these, this functionality to the SharePoint framework is getting closer and closer to feature parity with, with what we had before with Sandbox Solutions and our script injection and other features. So this is uh, really exciting stuff, and I'm looking forward to all the uh, customizations and applications and solutions we get to build with these enhancements. So that was Mark Rackley on the enhancements to the SharePoint framework as well, with field customizers and custom actions being a big thing. Next in line, we've got Irvin van Hoonen from Rancor, and also Microsoft MVP and MCM, sharing his thoughts. Hi, Erin here. The biggest impact, I would say, with all the announcements that have been made at Build and at the uh, SharePoint Summit, is that it's now hard to deny we're moving towards a world based on open source technology. We're, we're moving away from the propriety technology that was that used to be our world based on Visual Studio and C Sharp and client side object model, et cetera, et cetera. And we're moving away from that and we're moving towards like REST, we're moving towards JavaScript. And the biggest impact I would say is, especially for someone that has been working with SharePoint as long as I have been, is that I'm trying to catch up. All these new things like Gulp, et cetera, et cetera, they were pretty new to me. And I'm learning constantly and I'm seeing how to implement them and how to use them. And it's all new to me and it's it's an exciting change. There's so much new things happening, new for me at least. I mean, those technologies have been out there for years already. And it's it's very refreshing to see, I think, that Microsoft is now moving away from building their own things for everything and moving towards like, well, why not reuse what's out there for years already and just implement all those tools and products and technologies into the existing SharePoint platform. I think it's a great and exciting change. So I'm actually looking forward to the future. Where are we going? Thank you, Irving, for that. So moving away from the traditional stuff, uh, moving into REST, JavaScript, and a lot of other new stuff coming from the traditional SharePoint perspective, obviously, there is a lot to learn, like Irvin says, and I agree, there's still a lot to learn. Next up is Mikael Svensson, another SharePoint MVP. Let's see what his thoughts are. There are new capabilities coming all the time nowadays. So my highlights from Build and the Virtual Summit, which will impact my current workday, has to be one, more accessibility points for the SharePoint framework, and two, communication sites, which I think look awesome. They sort of go hand in hand, as we're now getting the tools to create pages the way we want them. And then, of course, within supported boundaries. I also do a lot of work configuring sites and groups up front for end users. So I welcome more and more Microsoft Graph APIs are supporting app-only permissions and not only delegated permissions. Delegated is great for end user apps, app-only for backend orchestration, and that's where I live most of the time these days. Thank you, Mikhail, for that. Communication sites, SharePoint framework extensibility, which is a hot topic these days, obviously, and app-only permissions for Microsoft Graph, which is a very welcome change. Next up, we have Paolo Pialorsi, who's another Microsoft MVP, who's sharing his thoughts. Let's see what he has to say. Well, actually, there are many announcements that impact my work, and not just one. From an Office 365 and SharePoint development perspective, uh, well, for sure, the most welcome new capabilities are the new extensions for SharePoint Framework. 
which include the application customizers, the field customizers, and the common sets, for example. Of course, also the new communication site template introduced in SharePoint Online, and which will be full of new client-side web parts, is a very good option, and I really look forward to play with it in real customers' projects. But also the capability to connect existing sites to Office 365 groups is really powerful and challenging for me. It implies that sooner or later, in my opinion, we will be surrounded by Office 365 groups everywhere, which is really cool. And from an IT Pro perspective, I really love the new service level encryption using customer keys capability, which will allow many customers who are still on premises to move to the cloud in a confident way, keeping their privacy safe. Last but not least, I have to admit that I really love the cognitive services and the new improvements introduced at Build. So we have an awesome future ahead. That is true. We do have an awesome future ahead, Paolo. So again, SharePoint Framework Extension is a very popular uh, subject coming out of the, the recent announcements. Moving on, we have John White, yet another Microsoft MVP, who's now back on the show sharing his thoughts. So let's hear what he has to say. There were a bunch of things that came out of the uh, virtual summit and build over the last couple of weeks that, well, for me personally, are going to be critical. Um, I think the biggest thing for me personally was the, all of the changes around OneDrive, and the biggest of which was the ability to share directly from uh, Windows Explorer, and if you're Mac, obviously, with, uh, with Chooser. But for me, I don't know how much time I've lost when I need to share something, having to flip, uh, have to, having to change modalities, flip over to a browser, hopefully the thing works. So having that seamless experience right within uh, File Explorer is going to be a very big deal. I think it's going to drive adoption because users don't like having that sudden change of focus, that change of, of interface. They're used to right-clicking on things. They'll be able to do that to share out to external users. That's fantastic. As well as on OneDrive, the ability to have the uh, basically the return of the placeholders, it's called, but it's much better with uh, this files-on-demand capability. I personally have about, right now, in, my, in one of my OneDrive for Business accounts, I've got about four terabytes of storage. So absolutely none of my uh, devices have, well, I, okay, one of my devices have the capacity to store all of that stuff, but most of them don't. So knowing what's there and what's not there, what's having that in your face and having the ability to bring down individual items uh, on a case-by-case -case basis very, very easily is, is rather crucial to me. And I, not to undersell all of the other things, but to keep it short, those both impact me rather personally. But from a, from a customer standpoint or a community standpoint, I don't know how many times I get asked about the new, uh, the new Power BI web part, the ability to plunk down a uh, web part on a modern SharePoint page and put in Power BI report. And then the first question I, of course, get is, will that work on-premises? And the answer is, no, it's not. And the reason it doesn't is because on-premises doesn't have SPFX. And with Feature Pack 2, bringing SPFX down to on-premises, we're one step closer to having that web part available. I don't know if it'll be there or not yet. It'll be delivered alongside in Feature Pack 1 because the modern experience isn't, but it is just a modern web part, so conceivably it could be. Don't know, but we're at least one step closer to having it there. There are, of course, a whole bunch of other really cool things uh, like uh, Power Apps embedded in SharePoint pages, uh, better integration with Flow, etc. Uh, a lot of things that are going to impact both me and my customers, but I'd have to say I think those are my, my top three. Thank you, John, for that. 
again, the new capabilities in OneDrive coming up and Files on Demand, which is awesome. Finally, we have Paul Schaeflin, who is another Microsoft MVP who's sharing his thoughts. Here's what he has to say. The announcement that will impact me the most is application customizers. This is a part of the SharePoint framework that will allow me to run client-side JavaScript on every page within a SharePoint site and SharePoint Online. Many of my clients are begging for this type of capability to either enhance navigation or provide utilities to customers on all their sites. And a bonus announcement, not necessarily from the Build Conference, but there is a aka.ms slash spfx dash vs dash extension will take you to a Visual Studio extension to help you build your SharePoint framework components. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, there we have it. That was great fun to catch up with these champions of the community about what they're thinking and all the different expectations that rhymes actually with one another on the stuff coming out of Microsoft as of late. There's a lot of announcements and there's a lot of things happening in Azure, the general cloud business and SharePoint. I can't wait to see what happens down the road from here. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you again soon. Over and out, Tobias.